One of the biggest questions I get as a meditation teacher is how do I start meditating? When I first started my meditation practice, I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. I was constantly wondering if I was doing it right, and I kept getting down on myself because I couldn't turn off my thoughts. It can definitely seem like a lot at first when you don't know where to start or how to begin. So in today's episode, we'll dive into what meditation is, how it can help you, and I'll share some tips on how to start your own mindful meditation practice. Welcome to the Inner Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Weber, and I'm a holistic transformation coach, meditation facilitator, and sound healer. This podcast is designed to help you along your journey to uncovering your purpose and creating a soul-aligned life that you love. Each week, we'll deep dive into various tools, practices, and mindset shifts to help you embody your most authentic self, live mindfully, cultivate abundance, and shine your light from the inside out. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, my beautiful friends. How is it going? There are so many exciting things happening around here these days. My heart is just so full. I recently announced the launch of a brand new meditation class series that I'm hosting on how to cultivate your own mindful meditation practice. And the first class is happening on August 31st. So if you're listening to this podcast when it's released, it'll be happening next week. But if you can't make it or if you missed it, I will definitely be hosting more of these classes in the future. So keep an eye out for this. Um, This has been something that I have been wanting to do for quite some time now. I am a huge fan of meditation. And over the past few years, I've been really leaning into my practice more and more. My meditation practice has completely changed my life, and it's something that just really lights my soul on fire, and I genuinely love to share this practice with others. Many of my private coaching clients have shared with me that they're not really sure how to start meditating, and some of them have even said that they are intimidated by meditation. And so know that if you also feel this way, it is 100% normal and you are in the right place because today I'm going to demystify the process of meditation and debunk some common myths and then walk you through a basic overview of how to begin your own mindful meditation practice. So let's start with the basics. What is meditation? I think a lot of people have this idea in their heads that meditation is just for monks sitting in Thailand who sit in a circle and chant, right? (laughs) But I will be the first to tell you that meditation is so much more than that. It's not some mystical woo-woo practice that brings magic into your life. It's also not sitting on the floor and doing nothing and wasting your time. According to the dictionary, meditation is a set of techniques that are intended to encourage a heightened state of awareness and focused attention. It's the practice of training our awareness to achieve a mentally clear and emotionally calm, stable state. In other words, meditation is simply the practice of learning to refocus our thoughts and redirect the way that we think especially when we find ourselves in negative thinking patterns. Meditation helps us to take a step back and realize that we are not our thoughts, but rather the observer of our thoughts. Meditation has been scientifically proven to help reduce stress, 
to control anxiety, enhance self-awareness, reduce memory loss, fight addictions, improve sleep, lower pain, decrease blood pressure, and so much more. And the best part is that it's 100% free and you can start to see results in as little as five minutes a day. What I love most about meditation is that it helps us to train our brains to be more present in the moment, even when we're not meditating. So we as humans have over 6,000 thoughts per day. And in our modern society, our brains are constantly on, right? We're always on the go. Our minds are constantly thinking about our responsibilities and our to-do lists and all the things that are coming up next for us. And if we're not thinking about the future and all the things that we have to do coming up, we're often thinking about the past and all the things that we wish we could change, right? Guilty of that one. Rarely ever do we sit in stillness and just allow ourselves to be completely grounded in the moment and just enjoy life as it is without needing to change anything or judge ourselves. Meditation is a powerful tool to help us do just that. Many of my clients have shared with me that since starting their meditation practice, they are more present with their kids and their family. They're more aware of their thoughts and their emotions, especially when they feel anxious and they have the tools to be able to separate themselves from their thoughts rather than just allowing the thoughts to engulf them and completely derail their day. There is a common misconception that meditation is just the practice of turning off your thoughts completely, and that's actually not true. In fact, that's not even a real thing, right? None of us can actually just shut off our brains. Our brains are biologically designed to think. If your brain stops thinking, something is wrong, right? <laughs> we want our brains to think. That is a good thing. So when meditating, you're not trying to turn off your thoughts or your feelings. You're learning to observe your thoughts and your feelings as they arise without judgment and then let them go. And eventually, you might even start to understand your thoughts better. So the point of meditation is not to attach ourselves to our thoughts. Our thoughts are just thoughts. They're not necessarily true, and they're not necessarily something that you need to engage with either. One of the ways that I like to explain this to my clients is to imagine as if your mind is a movie theater, and you're sitting in one of the seats watching the screen, and your thoughts are just being projected into the screen in front of you. So you're not in the movie, you're just observing the movie. Another way to think about it is to imagine that you're sitting on the side of a highway watching the cars drive by. Your thoughts are like those cars. You don't have to get up and chase the car or yell at the driver and try to stop them, right? You can just watch them come into your view, drive past you, and then disappear down the road. Or you could even imagine your thoughts like fluffy white clouds drifting across a clear blue sky. You don't have to attach yourself to them. You can just watch them come in and then drift away. And this is a really powerful tool for us when we start to get into that negative thought spiral and we start to have those thoughts of self-doubt and that negativity starts to creep in. It is a skill to be able to detach ourselves from our thoughts. Just because a thought pops into your head does not mean that you are your thoughts or that they are true. 
You are the observer of your thoughts, not just your thoughts. Another reason that I really love meditation is that it helps us to get to know ourselves on a much more deep and intrinsic level. In our modern society today, we are constantly being stimulated, right? We are constantly surrounded by screens. For many of us, the first thing that we do when we wake up in the morning is check our phones, right? We read the news on our phones. We watch TV on our phones. We work on the computer. We message with our friends. We post on social media. We watch TV and commercials. We listen to music. Rarely are we ever alone without some sort of outside stimuli to entertain us or to keep us doing something. They've actually done studies on this. Researchers have studied the attention span of humans. And I think about 10 years ago, it was about 12 seconds for humans. And recently, they redid the study and it has dropped to about 8 seconds, which is actually less than the attention span of a goldfish. (laughs) Crazy, right? It is not natural for us to have this much stimulus And sometimes our minds just cannot adapt to the craziness that is our lives. Sometimes it overthinks and sometimes it races at a million miles an hour to try to keep up. But our brains also get addicted to the dopamine hit of the social media and the constant need for entertainment. In fact, it's almost become difficult for us to be still at all anymore. This is something that I've been working on in my own personal practice, but I know I'm guilty of grabbing my phone when I start to feel bored, even if I'm at dinner with friends. Sometimes I'll even notice my mind wandering when I'm having a conversation with someone who's standing right in front of me. I might be physically there, but my mind is totally focused on something else going on tonight or tomorrow. How many of us can't even go to the bathroom without bringing our phones in so that we don't get bored, right? (laughs) We have become a society that has a very difficult time being present and cannot sit still and just be with our thoughts. There was actually a study done by a man named Timothy Wilson, who is a social psychologist at the University of Virginia in Charlottesville. This was a super interesting study. You can actually look it up. He did a study of hundreds of volunteers where each individual was asked to come into this lightly furnished room with just a couple of chairs and a table, and they were asked to leave all distractions out before they came into the room. So their phones, their pens, their purses, headphones, whatever, they couldn't bring it into the room with them. So for 15 minutes, the team left the participants alone in the room with nothing to do. However, the researchers told the individuals that there was a button on one of the walls that would shock them if they touched it. While in this room by themselves with nothing to do, 67% of the men and 25% of the women chose to voluntarily shock themselves rather than to just sit there and be bored for 15 minutes. I want you to really think about this. People would rather inflict pain on themselves than to sit alone with their thoughts for 15 minutes. Crazy, right? What does that say about our society as a whole? 
To me, this means that we have gotten incredibly disconnected from ourselves. I think our inability to handle stress and to manage our minds has just become too much for people. This is why meditation is so important. Meditation helps people to actually be with themselves and to enjoy their own company. It helps you to tune out the noise of the outside world and connect with your most true and authentic self. We are constantly being bombarded by other people's ideas and messages and thoughts and opinions that sometimes it's hard for us to step back and recognize our own inner voice. I'm sure you've heard me say this before, but I believe that our soul always knows what's best for us. But sometimes we're so busy running from one task to the next and thinking about all the things that we have to do that we don't take time to actually slow down and listen to ourselves. Meditation is a powerful tool to channel that inner knowing and to see what lies beneath the surface. And this is another big misconception about meditation. A lot of people think that the goal of meditation is to be in this happy and peaceful and joyful place and it's all just sunshine and rainbows, but meditation can sometimes be really hard and gritty and it can bring up a lot of things about ourselves. People sometimes don't like being with their feelings and experiencing the discomfort of their emotions, but you can't heal what you don't feel. We are so used to burying our emotions with screens and distractions and alcohol or whatever that we don't give ourselves the opportunity to actually feel our emotions. Meditation gives us the opportunity to really get to know ourselves without those distractions. And know that whatever you experience during your meditation practice is 100% valid. So with that being said, how do you actually meditate? Learning to meditate is like any other skill, right? It's like exercising a muscle that you've never really worked out before. It takes time and consistency to get comfortable doing it. And I'm going to walk you through a super quick overview about how I structure my meditations in just a minute. But before we dive in, I also want to address a question that I get asked a lot about the difference between guided meditations and silent meditations. So guided meditations are where you listen to someone who's guiding you through the entire meditation. So they tell you what to visualize and what to focus on at any given time. And while I love guided meditations, and I think they're wonderful, especially for beginners, I even have a few on my personal YouTube channel that I've created, I love to challenge my clients to try silent meditations without any guidance and to just be with themselves, even for just five minutes. And I know it sounds kind of intimidating to just sit by yourself in silence, but I'm going to walk you through how I do it and give you some pointers for how to structure your silent meditations. So the truth is that there is no right or wrong way to meditate. However, there are some steps that you can take to help you get deeper into your meditations and set you up for success. The first thing you'll want to do when setting up for your practice is to find a quiet space where you can be mostly free from distractions. This could be your room, it could be your laundry closet, it could be your car, right? It doesn't matter. Just anywhere where you can be alone just for a little while. 
The next step is to get comfortable. So you want to make sure that you're in a position where your legs won't fall asleep and you'll get super fidgety. There are so many pictures on the internet of people just sitting cross-legged on the floor, meditating, looking super zen. But in reality, that's not really comfortable for most people. I know after about five minutes of sitting cross-legged on the floor, my legs tend to fall asleep and sometimes I even feel pain in my knees in that position. My biggest recommendation is to sit in a chair, your bed, or on your sofa with your feet flat on the floor and your legs uncrossed. This will allow you to have really easy blood flow between all of your limbs, a straight spine, and full movement of your rib cage in your diaphragm so that you can breathe. Now, you can also lie down, but a word of caution. It is quite easy, and I know this from experience, it is quite easy to fall asleep while lying down. And know that if it happens, it's okay. It probably just means that your body really needs rest. But know that you won't receive the full benefits of the meditation if you fall asleep. If you can do it lying down, that's great. Just be aware that your goal is not to take a nap. You're actually doing something for your brain and training your awareness. All right, so once you're comfy, you'll want to start by preparing your body. So if you're not comfortable in the position that you're in and your body is restless and fidgety and things are falling asleep, it will be really hard for you to get deep into your meditation. So once you're comfortable, close your eyes or find a single gazing point at the floor if you prefer. You can take any movements here that you need to relax, maybe some stretches, maybe some neck rolls, and then when you're ready, settle into stillness. I begin most of my meditations by doing a slow body scan from the crown of my head all the way down to my toes. So I'll bring my attention to the very crown of my head and just notice what sensations I feel. Then I'll slowly bring my awareness down my forehead, down my temples, my eyes, my nose, and my mouth and my chin. And I'll do this for every main body part all the way down to my toes. And when you bring your awareness to your body, try to notice what the temperature of the air feels like on your skin. What does the fabric that you're wearing feel like? What parts of your body are touching the chair or the floor? Really tune into what your body feels like in the moment. And then you can also work to let go of any tension in your muscles as you scan them and breathe into any parts of your body that are feeling tense or need relaxation. And you'll notice that as you bring your attention to your body, you might have some judgments that arise. Just notice what you notice and see if you can allow your mind to just accept what is without judgment. The next step I recommend is to bring your awareness to your breath. We breathe 24 hours a day, seven days a week, but how often do we actually focus on our breath? Our breath is the greatest gift for this practice because it's always with us and it's always accessible to help keep you grounded in the present moment. Allow your breath to anchor you and just start to observe the rise and fall of your chest. Feel the sensations of your inhales and exhales. You might even notice if you're breathing fast or slow or full or shallow. If you're breathing more from your belly or your chest. You might even start to notice the point of stillness between your inhales and exhales. Just allow your mind to fixate on your breath. One of the things that I often share in my meditations is to focus on your breath as if it's the most interesting thing that you've done all day. 
really just fixate on the movements of your inhales and exhales. Now, as you do this for a little while, after a couple minutes, you will often find that this is the place where your mind starts to get bored. This is the portion of the meditation where your mind is like, nah. (laughs) This is the place where your brain starts to freak out. It's going to tell you that you need to check your phone, that you need to see what's going on on Facebook, that you're having FOMO, that you need to start thinking about your to-do list, or it's going to remind you of something awkward you did four years ago, right? (laughs) And I want you to know that this is 100% normal, right? But this is where people often become discouraged. They think that their mind just cannot relax and that they suck at meditation and they must be doing it wrong and then they just give up. This is where the work starts. If this happens, if your mind begins to wander into thought, that is okay. In fact, I would go as far as to say that you are absolutely doing it right because you are noticing your thoughts. All you have to do when this happens is acknowledge that you are having a thought. You might even label it in your mind as thinking and then gently just bring your attention back to your breath without judgment. That's it. That's meditation. And after you bring your awareness back to your breath, a few seconds might pass and your mind will wander again. It's natural. That's what's supposed to happen. There is no need for you to beat yourself up about this. I cannot stress this enough. There is no such thing as a perfect meditation. It doesn't exist. Sometimes you will lose focus and your mind will wander and you'll forget to follow your breath. And that's okay. That is part of the experience. What's most important is how we respond when that happens. Simply acknowledge whatever it is that you were thinking about, try to do this without judgment, without letting it carry you away, and then take a moment to come back to the present moment and resume your meditation. This is the work. This is how we start to train our awareness and not let ourselves get carried away by our thoughts. This is the practice that will put you back in the driver's seat of your own mind. Meditation is one of those things where the journey is far more important than the destination. The practice of coming back to our breath again and again and again is where we build our skills. Notice when you have a thought, label it as thinking, and then come back to the present moment. And in doing so, you will start to recognize that your thoughts do not control you. You control your thoughts. You have the power to choose which thoughts you interact with and give meaning to. This is the basis of meditation. This is the work that will change your life. And also, remember that meditation is a practice, and it will get easier with time. And also know that meditation is not something that you have to do for hours and hours every single day you will honestly start to feel the benefits of meditation in just five minutes a day. I know life is busy, but I recommend starting to brainstorm where you can just fit five minutes a day into your routine and start to practice these techniques. 
So if you enjoyed this episode and you're looking to go deeper into your meditation practice, I shared earlier that I am starting to lead monthly one-hour meditation classes via Zoom, 100% virtual, and these classes will help you start to deep dive into various meditation tools and techniques, somewhat like the ones that we talked today, but even deeper, to help you ground yourself in the present moment and cultivate your own mindful meditation practice. If you're interested in learning more, make sure you follow me on Instagram at HeyStephanieWeber and join my mailing list. I put all the links for that in the show notes. I really hope that this episode has been helpful for you today and that you were able to gain some clarity around what meditation is and how to structure a non-guided meditation. I would love to hear what comes up for you and how your practice goes and what some of your big takeaways were from this episode. Please feel free to send me a DM and share with me. I always love hearing from you. And with that wraps another episode. Thank you so, so much for joining me and I'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to the Inner Sunshine Podcast. If you loved this episode, please hit subscribe and leave a review. And if you know of anyone who would benefit from this podcast, I would be so grateful if you shared it with them. If you're looking to connect further, join my community on Instagram. You can find me at HeyStephanieWeber. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Thanks again for listening. I'm sending you so much love and I will see you in the next episode.